Welcome to the Consistency Club, a monthly podcast dedicated to marketing your photography business from the creators of This Can't Be That Hard. Each month on the 15th, you'll hear an in-depth discussion about a marketing strategy that's working well in the industry right now. Looking for even more support? When you become a member of the Consistency Club, you'll unlock access to the extended version of each month's podcast, along with monthly email and social media templates and bonus access to that month's secret strategy. Sign up at go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club to get started. Hi, Dana. Anami, how are you? Oh, I'm so good. I feel like we're getting into it with the year. Things are starting to get back to normal, although my son totally texted me today and was like, I think I feel sick. And I was like, don't even try. <laughs> don't even start, sir. We are past the sick season. <laughs> I was like, what symptoms are you feeling? And he said, well, my friends told me I look sick. I was like, that is not a reason to come home from school. Sorry. <laughs> I go. Yeah. You, uh, it is hard getting back into the routine, but I am here for it. I'm excited. I, I really like it because, of course, for most photographers, like the beginning of the year is actually quite gentle. And so getting back into the routine means like routine of sitting by the fire with my coffee and like spending some time reading my book every day and all that sort of stuff. So it's not too bad. That sounds really lovely. Yeah. <laughs> And it is when I make it happen. So we're uh, we're working on that. That's my big New Year's resolution. Speaking of resolutions, I am so excited to be welcoming so many new members to the Consistency yeah. Club this month. Like that kind of shocked us a <laughs> lot in terms of seeing this big influx. I am sure that it is a combination of the beginning of the year. It is also, of course, we had our summit and we've got some big fun changes around here and all that sort of stuff. So I know that there are lots of good reasons. But I wanted to point out one of the things that we've been doing recently as we've sort of updated the Consistency Club is when people join, we are asking them to fill out a like a quick form just talking about why they're joining, what they're struggles are kind of where they are right now. And if you heard my podcast episode the other day, one of my big goals for This Can't Be That Hard this year is to add the infrastructure into all of my courses, including Consistency Club, where we are helping people not only learn a specific skill or learn a new strategy or something like that, but also track their success with that strategy so that they can see, you know, what their results are and not just sort of feel their way forward, as I know a lot of us do. So by asking questions when you first join a course or the Consistency Club, we're able to kind of get the starting point. And then later, you know, when we check back in with you to see how your emails are going or how your social media is growing, mm -hmm. then we're able to kind of see more of that. Because we've had this big influx of new members, we've gotten to see a ton of like the things that people are struggling with, the things that are hard for them with social media and email. And I just wanted to kind of give a shout out to one of our new members whose name is Naomi. And she wrote this wonderful message that I thought was really kind of hit right at the core of, I think, how a lot of us feel about social media. And I kind of wanted to get your read on this, Dana. So yeah. Naomi says, and this is a little long, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. I love that it gives me the chance to connect with my people on a very personal level, but I hate that it takes so much from me, specifically the time it takes to do it. And I don't mean just posting. I mean the whole kit and caboodle. 
creating, checking, responding, and more importantly, the mental energy and draw of social media constantly running in the background. Here's one thing I don't think we're talking enough about. There is, an in, there is increasing evidence that social media is linked with all sorts of mental health issues, especially during those weeks when you're feeling low. We all have them. It's so easy to get sucked into the comparison game or feeling lonelier or more depressed than ever when on social media. So there are times when I feel that it's absolutely necessary to step away, but the program punishes you for doing that. It's rigged for addiction, and I don't know how to sidestep that. And if I'm being honest, sometimes I wonder if being on social media at all is contributing to the broader issue. So there's a lot to unpack there. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like we got a couple of, you know, messages about similar kinds of themes. So I just wanted to, you know, before we dive in, for this month's lesson, I wanted to kind of get your read on some of that since you're our social media guru here. Yeah, totally. I just responded to a very similar email this morning. So I think to your point, a lot of people feel this way. And this is something that I hear a ton, especially from small business owners, especially from women. You know, it's like kind of almost like another thing on our to-do list, another thing on our plate. Right. And, you know, I think that there's, so I'm going to kind of split this into two sections. One is like the mental health side, which is absolutely, there is evidence linked to that. And I think that's sort of like a a personal sort of check-in that everybody has to do for themselves. And there's tons of different ways that you can set boundaries for yourself around that, whether it's, you know, you can set like a, a timer limit. There's like apps that only allow you to spend a certain amount of time on an app, or you can do a certain time of day. For somebody who does this as their job, I have a timer set. And when, you know, the timer goes off, I I do what I need to do on social media and I start a 15 minute timer and then I just hop right off, you know? So like, that's what works for me. But then I think there's like a deeper side about this like comparison game. And I think especially when we're using social media for business, it can get, it can be so easy to get like sucked down that rabbit hole of like the comparison scroll And, you know, if you need to step away from social media for a minute to like get out of that comparison game, like Naomi said, it's like it can start to feel like, well, that's only going to compound the issue because now Instagram is going to punish you for being away. And then you're going to be doing even worse than this person that you were comparing yourself to. And so I'll just remind you here that like, first of all, we said it once, we said it a (laughs) hundred times, but it still bears repeating. The number of followers or the number of likes on your account is not linked to your financial success, you know, for anybody. So just, again, remind yourself of that. If vanity metrics like likes really get to you, I would encourage you to turn off the likes on your posts. Just every time you post, you can just say, turn off likes for this post. And that way... It's not showing up for you, but it's also then you're not getting that secondary feeling of like, oh, but my when my potential clients come to my Instagram, then they're going to see there's only 10 likes on this post or whatever. They won't even see that. All they're going to see is the photo that you're posting, which brings me to my second half of this, which is I think it's really important to remember that the work we're doing on social media is not just in that moment. And so, you know, in the email I answered this morning, somebody was like, sometimes I get like bursts of like, I'll post every day for like two weeks and then and then I'll like back off and, you know, not post a lot. And I think there's, again, two two answers to that, which is one, don't put such hard rules on yourself where you're like, I have to post 
five times a week or I am failing, right? Because it, then it's very easy for you to fall off the wagon and feel like you're failing. And then you're like, oh, what's the point you throw in the towel, right? So just keep, wear social media like a loose garment. Like don't make it so <laughs> constricting. Don't give yourself so many rules. We all have times when we, to Naomi's point, feel more inspired. And we all have times when we feel like, ugh, about social media. And I would say just lean into that. Like, when you feel inspired, go in, use the ideas that we're coming up with for you and post a bunch. And again, in this email, the person was like, but what if I use all your ideas in one week? Well, if you're an annual subscriber, you have back access to 12 months at this point or all of the months of my social media ideas. So go back to a previous month and find some other ideas and and go until you, you know, until you don't feel inspired anymore. And then when you feel like you need a break, take a break. And if you feel like Instagram is going to punish you for that, Remember that it's not just in that moment that your post is important. If you take a week off and you come back and you feel like your post got fewer likes than it would have otherwise, just remember that it like in the future, somebody might be coming back to your grid and sort of stalking your Instagram page to look at your photos because they're thinking about hiring you. They probably will never like a photo because that that's just not what we do when we go back and stalk people's right. pages. But that photo is still doing a lot of work weeks, months, days after you posted it. So it's not just about posting for the likes. It's about posting for the future. And then also, if you have taken some time off social media and you're coming back, actually, Instagram will send out a notification to all of your followers that's like, hey, by the way, Dana posted for the first time in a while. So you might want to check out what she had to say because it's probably important if she posted and she hasn't posted. So actually that for those first posts back can actually kind of bring you like an influx in. So yes, there's a negative, but there's also a positive to it. Yeah. And I think as with everything in life, it's just about balance. So I would just encourage you to like try to step away from the rules and again, just like kind of let it be a little more loosey goosey and like go with the flow because then it's going to come across as more authentic anyway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I also would say, and of course I am here as the poster child for like, I have set my own boundaries around social media because for years I was doing it for my photography business. And then one day without any planning or warning about three years ago, I was like, I'm going to take a short break. And I've never gone back. I am on my Instagram all the time, like, you know, peeking at other people's stuff or messaging people in my DMs. This is my photography side of my Instagram, but I just stopped posting. And, you know, part of that is the fact that I have a lot of clients and I don't need a lot of new clients coming in. And then part of it was just setting that boundary for myself. And of course, you helped me with the this can't be that hard Instagram. So I'm only in there a little bit. So take this for what it's worth. When I was doing a lot of Instagram, I would totally get sucked in. I would, it would take all my time. It would take a lot of my energy and sort of distract me a lot. So I, for a while was using a planning tool, but then I just stopped paying for that. And instead I had like a note on my computer where I was just <laughs> writing captions when I felt inspired. And then like, finding either finding photos afterwards or sometimes it was the photo that inspired the caption. So anyway, I would write them outside of the app so that when yeah. I went in, it was more like I could just go in, post really quickly. And if I needed to just get right back out. So yeah. And that's still what I do. 
And, you know, for those of you who don't know, Instagram has now enabled you to schedule posts in the app. You don't necessarily need a planner tool. You can use one if you want to, like, maybe plan a bunch out and look at a calendar. But if you just want to, you know, on Mondays, do three posts for the week, you can just at the bottom before you post, you scroll down, it says more options and you can pick a time to schedule the post and it will auto schedule it. And as far as I know, the algorithm does not punish you for that. Like I think that it did with some outside apps. So yeah, that's a great tip. And I really do think that batching your work, like you're saying, writing all your captions at once, finding the photos that you want all at once, batching work like that, our brains work better when we do all that kind of work at the same time. Yeah. And then ultimately, you know, that's why we're creating these templates for you so that the ideation phase is done. You can just go in and be like, oh, here's how I want to tweak that. And this is the photo I want to put with it. Go. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. 13 minutes in, maybe we should start talking about our, uh, (laughs) what we came here to talk about today. This one's a short one and it's a topic that we have talked about on Consistency Club before, but it really bears repeating This month in particular, the beginning of the year, it's like in that post-holiday, post-sale, sale, sale, sale phase, even if (laughs) people are like, they're tired of that. They want stuff to be sort of light and connection driven. So we're going to, we're going to lean into that this month. I mean, you know, February is the month of love if you subscribe to that sort of thing. And I do feel like, you know, we can just kind of turn on the charm share ourselves as though we are doing a little like get to know you dating app situation with our uh, <laughs> with our potential clients. So they swipe right on us. Exactly. And so we're really going to spend this month's marketing energy focused on helping people get to know you, connect with you, kind of get to know the parts of your personality that aren't like, hi, I'm a photographer. This is what I do. This is why you should hire me. But instead, sort of that soft pitch where you're just being yourself. Yeah, I love it. I think we have to call this month swipe right on me. Like <laughs> that is the the vibe this month. It's like, you know, when you go on a dating app, it's not just about, like you said, of course there's the nuts and bolts. This is how old I am. This is where I live. But then there's this whole other part that's like, what are things that are important to you? Like all the like parts that like color a person in. And so that's what we're going to focus on this month so that people can start to get to know you. You know, again, to go back to Naomi's thing, to her point, it's like, this is the fun part of social media is when you like let people sort of in on who you are, what little quirks or funny things about you make you, you. Yeah. And you know, the way that we create our email templates and our social media templates throughout the year, even if we're in the midst of like a sales cycle, there are going to be stories peppered in there. There's going to be like fun little quirky opinions. If you listen to last month's PS strategy, you know, that's all about kind of showcasing who you are, the things that you're into, the things that you like, the things that make you you. But in these you know, seasons, we can really kind of go all in on that. And this month's email templates, which, you know, when we when we get over to our member portion of the show here, we'll dive into that. But like, we're really treading very lightly on the photography side of things. And instead, we're just kind of being ourselves and like, putting it all out there to encourage conversation and to remind people not like, well, why is this person in our inbox? Like we'll still clearly be there for a reason, but just to hopefully start to like make that love connection. 
Yeah. And I think this isn't just true in photography. It's true everywhere. When when you're out in the world looking for a doctor, you know, a, a photographer, whatever, and sort of all things are created equal, like, and you are like, you know, then people will, this is like a, a very common thing in the all-inclusive model. It's like, well, if ever I like everybody's photos the same, then I'm just going to compare on price, right? Mm-hmm. Well, a way that you can actually sort of stand out away from everybody else is like, if you have something in common with that photographer, like if I am looking to hire somebody for something and I find out that they're from Philly or, you know, they, you know, have something, they have French bulldogs. I'm like, oh my God, this is my person. Okay. Well, obviously it's meant to be. So, but like, if they hadn't shared that little like tidbit about themselves and I wouldn't feel that connection to them. Right. And so that is why we want you to do this is so that, you know, people will find that little unique thing about you and be like, oh, this is obviously my person. Like I'm going to hire this person. I heard a story or a explanation of this at some point. Now I don't remember where it's from or anything else where somebody was talking about bottled water, which I feel mm-hmm. like is a great example because like, I know that there are people out there who are like, I can tell the difference. Did you? Okay. It must have been somewhere on social media. But like, you know, there are people who who believe that they know the difference. But like, mm, I question that a little bit. And so this person was talking about how like if not only all the labels were taken off, but also all the water was just poured, you know, each bottle of water was poured into a glass. Yeah. You would just drink the water. You wouldn't have an opinion about it really one way or the other. Like you're thirsty. What's the closest one? Right. Which if we're going to talk about photography, like what's the cheapest one? But so much of the choices that we make for buying anything, certainly bottled water among that, it has to do with the way that that thing is presented, how it's like packaged up and presented. So, you know, if you're like a fancy Voss water drinker, or I I don't know much about, but like, or you're an Aquafina person and you're just like, whatever comes out of the Coke machine is A-OK by me. I feel like, you know, the way that we sort of showcase who we are, it packages up our photography in a way that helps people choose. Because again, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face, most of the people out there shopping for photographers They have a sense, like a general sense of like, I like this and I don't really like this, but they're not photography critics. These are not people who have a real fine-tuned sense of like exactly what they want or what they don't want. If they like your photos well enough and then they really like you, that's a done deal. Yep. 100%. So, okay. I was going to say the two pushbacks I get when I coach people to do this (laughs) is like, Oh, I don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. First of all. Right. And then second of all, I am terrible at telling stories. Those are mm-hmm. like the two kind of like roadblocks that that people, you know, come up with. So what do you say to that when people say, I don't know what to say or I don't know how to tell a story? Well, I mean, I think that the trick is to kind of split what we're trying to do, which is help people get to know us and but tread that line between like we want them to get to know us, but we also a want to keep our boundaries like I'm a big advocate for this does not necessarily mean that you need to tell everybody about like the massive struggles and whatever that you're currently going through like that. It, this is not about being overly falsely vulnerable or anything like that. I really do. So there's that. But there's also like you kind of need to keep it 
quick. <laughs> and that's not everybody. I mean, there are people out there who are amazing writers and they write these long emails or long blog posts. And that works really well for them because they attract people who are willing and interested in having that kind of deep relationship. So if that's you, like, go for great. it. That's great. But for most of us, you know, it's like the brevity is the soul of wit. If we can kind of get a fun little anecdote across or a little story and sum it up in a couple of short paragraphs or something like that, like that, again, is where having a template can kind of help you take your story and sort of mirror the way that it's told in the template and be like, okay, great. So now I've taken what feels like a long story and then and curtailed it a little bit. But like, I think number one, you always want to be yourself. Like, don't try to be somebody else. Don't try to tell a story like somebody else. Don't try to be funny if you're not. Don't try to be sentimental if that's not really who you are. Like, just be yourself. Share that story. Weave in some, like, personal details, some little anecdotes. Again, does not need to, like, cross any weird boundary lines. If you're struggling for, you know, what to talk about or what to share, you can talk about your photography. But instead of talking about, like, these are the photos I'm making. You know, you want to talk about the things that motivate you, the things that challenge you or the ways that those challenges excite you. Like, what are you into right now? Which then transitions into this perfect opportunity to kind of soft pitch yourself with like, I'm really into this challenge. Here are the skills that I have that help me, you know, meet that challenge or like knock that out of the park. And then, you know, of course, I'm always all for like the call to action, whether it's the really direct call to action or whether it's like, here's the next step. So I feel like if you use that structure, you'll yeah. always be able to come up with something to share. Yeah, I love that. And again, I mean, this is what the templates are for, right? Like we've written them in a way that it's like uh, oftentimes I will do a choose your own adventure and I'll say, here's the hook here's the question, here's the like the body, and then here's your call to action. And I'll give you guys a couple choices of each one in there. And that way you, you know, if you're like a person who talks like, hey, then you can use that as your hook. But if you're a, the kind of person who's like, hello, friends, like, you know, you can, yeah. you can choose that as well. And as you start to do more and more of those, you start to understand how stories are structured. If you're like, struggling or whatever, just tie it up with a bow, you know, get it, get, kind of land the plane. I always feel like I tend to write long emails and like I have been known to write, spend 30 minutes on a paragraph and then go back and just take it right out. Well, and here's another little hot tip. I feel like this is when chat GBT is perfect, right? Yeah. If you're like struggling, just take your little post and like throw it into chat GBT and be like, rewrite this to sound more conversational or rewrite this to sound more fun or whatever. Or cut and out so half 50% of my words. Like I want yes. this shorter. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So I think that's a really great time to use AI tools. Love it. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, that I think takes us to the end of the general population chat. Am I right? I think so. Good. We're ready to dive in on talking about this month's templates and our secret strategy. But as you all know, that is for our members only. So we will say goodbye to the non-members for now. And as always, invite you to join us. We are at go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club. Then you get all the good stuff. That's it for this month's marketing lesson. But there's more waiting when you become a member. Visit go.thiscantbethathard.com slash club to join the Consistency Club and get instant access to the rest of this episode, 
your Mad Libs style email and social media templates, our library of bonus trainings, and this month's secret strategy. Again, that's go.thiscan'tbethathard.com slash club. We can't wait to have you.